0: Welcome to Uphill Conversations. Your ride along partners for your emerging future. Everything in life worth having is uphill. You can't go uphill with downhill habits.
1: It's time for another show with your host Tim Piccararo and Megan Finnan. Are you ready to be inspired? Welcome to Uphill Conversations. I'm your host, Megan, and I'm Tim. And we are so glad you can join us as you are living your life and heading towards your emerging future. Hopefully you are eliminating any downhill habits and canceling out all agreements with limiting beliefs. And yes, it is true. You can be more, do more, and have more. So we are at episode 41.
0: Right. 40 plus 1.
1: <laughs> what does yes. That equal? Uh forty one. That's right.
0: Not the way I said it earlier, which was bad.
1: No, yeah. Four and one. It was five. It's five, but yep. no.
0: had to add the zero. <laughs> so that's all deleted. You guys get to hear us me now telling you how bad it was. <laughs>
1: this is take two.
0: Take two of what was bad. Yes. So in that take two, see so you think I'm gonna go to the random question now. <laughs> because that was part of take one. That was. But I'm not gonna do that. Okay. So hey, we've been doing some cool stuff.
1: We have What's been going on? Well, so we launched the UCYP Uphill Conversations Young Professionals podcast um, last week and really excited. We've gotten some awesome responses on that already. Um, People just pumped up about hearing the voices of young professionals and what we're trying to do with that. And um, we are still rocking out Uphill Strategies. So Tim, shout out to him. He gave a great um, presentation talk uh, to a group here in Greenville yesterday. G Vegas. In G Vegas. Right. Top 10, one of the top 10 destination places. I know.
0: In the U.S. of what?
1: So, yeah, so it's great. We're, you know, rocking out the leadership and development, um, you know, working with some companies to get some things off the ground, which is really exciting. We love to do that. So it's been really fun. It's been really cool.
0: And here we are on this podcast and we're doing a blast from the past. So I never knew, like, obviously, you know, Megan, so when, you know, you knew I always wanted to kind of have this kind of like maybe one day have a co-host and Mm -hmm. you just kind of happened to like. You kept sending me resumes and emails. <laughs> and you kept text me. I kept begging me. you. Yeah, begging. Like I would, I would like come to my office and there'd be like a fruit basket. Like <laughs> you want to co-host on your <laughs> podcast? And I was like, what? Who is this person? You know, just kidding. And well, finally, that's the- <laughs> I stalked him enough that he yeah. said, oh, okay. Yeah, it was scary when I was like trying to like reach over and pick up like some a thing of milk. At the grocery store, and you reach for the same one. I was like, oops. Oh, hey, are you the guy that does the podcast? No, I'm just kidding. That didn't happen. None of this happened. So, anyways, what's funny about this is that, um, you know, I wasn't sure in the beginning. Like, so even on episode one, and I was like, what's the show going to be about? Mm-hmm. And just having a co host and sometimes being by myself, and um, then other times just straight interviewing someone. But, um, you know, when you and I made the contact and connected and kind of always, we kept crossing paths, but then some, you know, it all evolved. And Mm -hmm. so here we are today and, but I had an episode already recorded. Yes. And so, you know, what's cool about what we get to do for those of you listening is we get to, um, you know, we get to flow. That's, that's a beautiful thing about being able to do work. Most people don't have the privilege of just flowing Mm -hmm. They're, they're just kind of stuck in a mold and, and, and like this is what you do. And maybe it does empower some people, even in the mundane or, root, you know, like the routine, right? That's fine. But we do get that privilege of this. And what's cool about this is this is not work. This is just full passion and enjoyment. Mm-hmm. And um so I had this one kind of tucked away and we were discussing.
1: Yeah, I mean, we were just, we, we were discussing lots of different things. I mean, we were discussing presence, We, you know, last last episode, we talked a lot about, um, you know, being authentic and being vulnerable. And, you know, we were at this conference filled with all these entrepreneurs and, you know, who are doing all these great things in the world. So we just thought, you know, and I, I really agreed with Tim when he shared this episode with me that this was a great fit for um, for this week. Um, and so so I'm excited.
0: Well, it's a blast from the past because mm-hmm. it's it was one that I recorded with Regan Hillier, which if you can, while I'm kind of rambling a little bit, look at what episode number that was. And so our listeners, I mean, we'll put it in the show notes as well, but um, it is in iTunes and Stitcher, Stitcher if you want to go look it up. But, um, yeah, so, you know, Regan and I were connecting. We were chatting about stuff, and and we were like, hey, let's get back together again, and let's talk about, you know, um, just why people don't succeed or why they don't make it. And so, Um, We figured out the time to do it. And and I kind of just kept this tucked away because when I was thinking of releasing it, that's when you and I, Megan, we connected. And Mm -hmm. so I was like, let me just hold back on this, you know, and but as we've developed content and other people we've been interviewing and doing other things with like this is just a great time to drop this one in. So those of you listening know Megan is not gone. So you can (laughs) applaud. She's still here. Um, But it was just me alone with Regan and she and I did have a great flow. Yeah, you did now, you know, and so that's a good thing. And we're hopefully going to be connecting with her where it's you and I, Mm -hmm. Megan and I, and Megan and me, uh, with Regan and, um, we'll, we'll do some more stuff like that. But, um, This is just perfect. So, what episode number was
1: it? It was 11. So, I mean, 30 episodes ago. Oh, my gosh. Yeah.
0: Episode 11. Yeah. Borderline 11. Gone Fishing. (laughs) That's a movie. Danny Glover. And who was the other actor in that? Um, I have no idea. Was it it Danny DeVito? (laughs) I think it was Danny DeVito. And yeah, Borderline 11. (laughs) (laughs) So, those of you listening, we're having some fun with this. So, I have a random question, though. Megan.
1: I'm ready. Hopefully. Are Are you ready? This time.
0: Okay. Are you, you're looking up to see what that movie was. No,
1: I was Any looking videos? up to, no, no, no. I was actually just looking up to see um, how many episodes you and I have done together. I got curious. We have done, well, so how many? I started on 24. So that's cool. Really? 24? Yeah. Yeah.
0: We have just been, it feels like, I mean, I feel like we've done all of them.
1: <laughs> I know. Yeah.
0: And we've done a lot. Well, and hey, thank you. Yeah. That's thank cool. you for being my podcast partner. Yes. And letting me be a part of your world and being a part of mine. This is cool. Yeah. And we, uh, we have good, uh, I guess we work well together.
1: <laughs> if you think we work well together, let us know. If you don't, you can <laughs> yeah. maybe just keep that to yeah, keep yourself. Keep it to yourself.
0: <laughs> but no, thank you. Yeah. it's It's been great. And so anyways, where I was saying in the beginning, the whole show turning into a co-host thing, this is cool because mm-hmm. this is what I, I know is better and we get to have fun with it. Random question though. Okay. I'm ready. So if you were watching a movie trailer, okay, a movie trailer. Okay. What in a movie trailer automatically makes you assume that the movie is going to be horrible? <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> what? What? <laughs> that it's going to be horrible? It's going to be just... You know...
0: Yeah, it's going to be just bad. <laughs> like, you watch it.
1: So... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think there's a couple different things. Um, but I think the thing that would probably stand out to me is if if there's any kind of a scene with like a man and a woman like where the wind is blowing they're like on the edge of a cliff like kissing or something I'm just That's like bad. oh god it's, it's, it's gonna dumb. be terrible well it's like it's well and I will admit that I do like the movie The Notebook Um but it's basically like no any on Nicholas clip, though. no but any Nicholas Sparks like film I mean basically all of those trailers it's like the same
2: thing.
0: Okay, but Nicholas Sparks, first of all, if you're a lady and you're listening to this or even a man who appreciates good movies like that, and I'm I'm opposed to chick flicks. There are people who, who care about, like, they like romance and stuff like that, so it's not a chick flick, but you're gonna cry. You're gonna cry. <laughs> oh, yeah,
1: no, and I, I sob, I sob, like, ugly cry during every Nicholas Sparks movie. So I So it's not watch a cliff. So, it,
0: it, so what if they shot a, the message in the bottle and he's on a cliff? <laughs> Would you be like, this is going to be bad? Or was it cool that they were... Like, I don't know. Like, what's the difference?
1: I don't... So it's it's really... In the trailer, it's just the bad, it's like if there's a really horrifically cheesy line or bad acting, that to me is like, bad this acting. is going to be terrible.
0: Okay, so I have a question for you. Yes. This is now added to this question. <laughs> okay. okay. Which we didn't really get to fully answer this question because there's probably so many more things that make it bad that yeah. tell you it's going to be a bad movie. Well,
1: like if there's really bad animation.
0: Animation. That's or if like idea anything
1: like. where there's like a monster that it's not ever going to be super realistic. So it's just going to, it's not going like, to work
0: out. But what if someone just deliberately does that? To be, like, satirical.
1: Well, I mean, then I'm sure there's an audience for that. (laughs) (laughs)
0: But it's not you. It's not me. You're not buying that ticket. No. Okay, so, okay, here's a new question, part B. (laughs) Okay. Have you ever just watched a dumb movie and you don't realize it? You get to the very end and you go... That movie was so bad, but I, I couldn't stop watching the whole thing.
1: Oh, yeah. I <laughs> No, because, and, and it's, it's actually, I'll watch movies where I'll get halfway in, and I just want it to end because I don't want to waste the rest of my, I don't want to waste any more time watching it, but I need to know how it ends. So I cannot think of the name of it, but there's the one with Antonio Banderas and Angelina Jolie, and it was so bad, but I couldn't <laughs> stop watching it. And I think, like, Like Hot Tub Time Machine is another one where I started to watch it. It was kind of funny. And then you're just like, I I can't watch this anymore so
0: right but but I just want to know about the, like you've gone through it like, oh yeah you watch you the whole thing it? yeah and then you whatever go. That,
1: end, that movie was with them you get okay. to the end and you're like that was the worst movie it was I've ever worst, seen and I watched the whole I thing I can't get that two hours of my life that's back. a big
0: disappointment <laughs> but the weird part is is you're the problem because you
1: watched
0: the whole right. movie you should have just
1: shut it off well I think especially when like that one I remember being so excited to watch it so I just kept like hoping it's
0: gonna get like better like it's gonna change
1: it's gonna get better
0: something's gonna happen no I didn't <laughs> no. and you're still carrying that pain yeah all right so, so cliffs bad. bad wind scenes <laughs> that's a, that's a, you yeah. know Any, wind blowing and bad like animation overly, anything that's
1: like overly like sappy just anything overdone to me just is a sign that it's going to be something that I don't need to watch so um, in this episode, um, the thing I think that's this has been really fun kind of having um, random question, a little bit goofy and just sort of letting us take the conversation where we want it to go. But um, the great thing about this talk with between you and Regan is you really get into the power of the mind. And if you really apply your thinking and um, really work on your own mindset. Um, just the ability to get past those hurdles and really become the person that you want to be and really setting yourself up for today so you can build the life that you want to live into tomorrow. Um, so great conversation. I really think that um, our listeners are going to enjoy it. Um, so without any further delay, let's jump into this great deep, rich conversation with Tim and Regan Hilliard.
0: Regan, um, let everybody know how you're doing.
2: Hey, I'm awesome. I'm really excited. I'm super pumped to be here.
0: Great, great. And you have been very busy, lots of traveling, but you've also been getting people. I mean, you've been really getting some people pumped up to move forward with uh, what they're doing. Is that not correct?
2: Yeah, absolutely. It's it's been pretty crazy since we last spoke. Um, I've been in a whole lot of different countries and helping a whole lot of different people. But it's I've never been so full and so satisfied at the same time.
0: Those are great words, full and satisfied. Right. Well, when when we talked, you know, because I think we both, it, even in the episode that we were together in, and you know, this was me asking you a lot of questions. Which, man, you got me so fired up. And I was like, if I'm gonna have a co-host, <laughs> I got to co-host. With her, and I hope this isn't a one and done as well. I'm gonna really make sure that this uh, goes well because I really connect, and I feel like I love your thinking. So this is gonna be a great way to see how our cross pollination works. But Absolutely. we talked about why people, why they don't make it, and why they're not manifesting what they want, and we really didn't have an agenda. So I figured, why don't you go ahead and start? What are you running into? Why are people? Why do you see that they're not making it and manifesting the things that they want?
2: Yeah, look, I think there's many different reasons that people, you know, block themselves from manifesting what they desire. And it's kind of a crazy thing, manifestation, because I feel like a lot of people think it's like this big crazy thing that they have to learn and like teach themselves how to do. But I kind of believe the opposite. You know, I believe ultimately that we were all born being able to manifest anything that we desire. Right? I believe that kids can manifest at such a high level, but with society and everything that goes on, I feel like we shut ourselves off from it if anything. Right? So for me, it's, it hasn't been so much about helping people and, you know, teaching them manifestation. It's actually helping them remember. And often when they, when they crack through manifestation, they start going, oh, you know, I've actually done this before, or I've done this automatically in the past, or I remember a time where that just happened. And, and yeah, for me, it's been really helping them get what they deeply desire, but from a space of reminding them how to do it instead of actually just telling them.
0: Right. It's kind of like, um you know, it's like digging wells, you know, back in a time when people would be even in the desert, they would dig a well and then they would put a, you know, a rock or something there around it to say, hey, here's where the water is. So basically it sounds to me that you're like really helping people know where new water is, where the reservoir of water is, that fresh water and saying, hey, remember, and here it is. And then them building a map to get back to that place. I mean, is that what you're kind of doing with people or...
2: Yeah, look, it absolutely is that. And, and I think the one thing that we should touch on is the map side of thing. Cause a lot of people are, you know, they come in this space and they're like, this is what I want to manifest. This is what I deeply desire, but I just don't know how, like, I and, and they're looking for the perfect plan. They're looking for the plan that's going to show them the way and give them security. And, and they're, they're looking for the three steps to follow. And often that's their biggest limitation because if you dive deep into manifestation, you know, all the amazing things you've manifested in your life, in every area of your life, you've never controlled that process. Think about, you know, a lover that you've met. You know, you didn't go, well, I have to meet this person that will introduce me to that person that will tell me to go to that event and then I'll meet that person there. I mean, you just, you can't control that stuff, right? So, manifestation right. is, yeah, it's more about locking in what you deeply desire, stepping into that version of you that automatically vibrates at that frequency and attracts it, and then actually just stepping back and taking daily action, but letting the universe do the work at the same time, because the more that you're looking for the perfect map or the perfect plan, the more you actually shut yourself off to all the things that are trying to just flow into your life.
0: Yeah. And that's, that's so interesting because, you know, in, in my daily, you know, connections with people and things, you know, and that goes into this whole fixed mindset, you know, versus a growth mindset and they get, you know, people, they get fixed on something and they, I mean, it's like they're rooted in it and and in order to change it, you know, and I believe even in our last um, episode that we did together um, or uh, with the interview with you, you know, just talking about that. You know, change, it's what you believe about change. You know, change is, you know, people say change is hard. But well, if you wrote down every day that change is easy, you can begin to work on a transformation in your own mind on how it's what you believe about change so that you're able to see other options and you can see other things start to take place. But you're so right when it comes to just trying to build a life on, you know, turning a framework into a law. You know what I mean? Trying to create laws that, that aren't they weren't meant to govern you. They weren't meant to rule your life. They're just frameworks. And, and what we do is, I think sometimes maybe it's out of desperation. I don't know. Maybe it's out of, um, you know, I'm not good enough. I'm not smart enough. So if, if it worked for them, it's got to work for me, but I don't think there's anything factual that if it worked for them, it works for me because the last I tried that it did not work.
2: <laughs> yeah look it's interesting i think society does it to us you know we're we're kind of we're shown through school that you know here's the three things you've got to do and then here's the system you've got to follow and here's the rules you've got to live your life by and here's what's expected of you and and definitely don't f- up because then you're gonna fail, right? Mm -hmm. And so I think, you know, we're we're kinda conditioned to think that way and and you know, a lot of what I do is really about disrupting that level of thinking and really calling in this higher level of thinking so that you can manifest and so that you can come to a place and you can create your own rules and you can create your own framework and that actually serves you, that can get you faster results instead of trying to put yourself in this box. And when you realize that all of a sudden there is no box, there's a whole lot more freedom in your mindset.
0: Absolutely. And you know what I love is that you said disruption because mm. people ask me like, you know, they've said, hey, what, have you ever thought about running for some political office? And I was like, well, number one, uh, the first thing I would do if I ever did was stand up and say, yes, I did everything you're probably going to find. Right. <laughs> Just go and start right there. but But my platform would be to be deliberately disruptive, which I have no desire to be in politics. But the fact is, the disruption part is good, but it's better when you're deliberate about it. Do it on right. purpose.
2: Right. You know what I mean? Right. And, and you know what's funny? I had someone challenge me about um – the word disruptive recently because you know it's part of my mission is is to disrupt your version of normal and and i say that a lot when i'm working with people and they're like oh you know that sounds aggressive like why can't you do that with ease like why does it have to be disruptive and i'm like okay look (laughs) let me reframe this another way i am going to shift you to new levels of thinking i am going to elevate your mindset so that your life becomes this life that you can barely recognize. And if I need to disrupt you in that process, then I apologize. Right. But it's, it's sometimes it just happens by default. So I think it's good to get clear in the work that we both do. Our intention is not just to disrupt for the sake of disrupting. <laughs> the intention is to get that person to this elevated level of manifestation and success. And if they end up being disrupted in the process, then I'm sorry.
0: <laughs> right. And, and, and I agree with you. It's not about you know, we're not just doing it to do it. You know what I mean? Like, hey, I'm going to wear this shirt just to piss right. the world off. Right. You know, it's it's and you see, you know, because you see people that do that stuff all the time, and yeah. unfortunately, that does make our work much harder because right. it we get misunderstood, mm. um, in a lot of cases. But you know what? The reason we're able to be effective, I think, Regan, in what we're doing, in others like us that believe so passionately about this, is someone's got to stand up and say it and say the things that you're not willing to say to yourself. Right? They've got to be willing to get you to think those things, to think about those things, and really draw you to the edge. You know, I always get this image of like, and um, I know in your travels, you've probably seen these types of locations, but um, like a waterfall, just imagine this big waterfall is there. You've been going through this tunnel and this cave and in this mountain, and then you come where there's a waterfall and someone says, jump. Right. And you say what's on the other side, and they say, "But just trust me." Right? I, you know what I mean. Like I'm, I'm your guide. I've been mm-hmm. to this place, but they still, even though you've told them you've jumped, they still have to go through this. And you've got to be deliberate in how you hold them accountable right. for them taking the journey. They asked you to bring them there.
2: Right? Absolutely. And it's it's such a I think it's such a common trap that people fall into because, you know, consciously they're like, I want to jump, right? I want to jump. And I, I see you're on the other side and I'm willing and I'm able yet. They don't physically jump. Right. <laughs> and they have to jump. You know, we can't be the ones that, that push them to jump. They need to physically take the step. They, they need to be enrolled in their own rescue, you know, and if they're not, they're not going to get there. So something that I do to help people is you know, I help start start pushing their mindset so their mind can actually see you know what is on the other side of where they're jumping to because if your mind can't see that it marks it as unsafe and it marks it as unknown and it marks it as danger it marks it as death let's be honest right your unconscious mind right. your unconscious is wired to keep you safe right and if you're trying to push out of this comfort zone because you know that's where you're going to elevate and grow if it doesn't know that you're going to be safe it's going to do everything it can to keep you there right it's going to create fears it's going to self sabotage the little self-doubt thing's going to come up. The big self-doubt thing's going to come up, right? All of this will show up. But I think the minute that people realize, oh, you know, I haven't actually conditioned my mind to see what's waiting on the other side. I haven't actually shown my unconscious that it's okay and that it's good. And I want to call this stuff in the moment they do that. All of the limitations tend to dissipate quite rapidly because all of a sudden their brain goes, oh, oh, you got this. You can handle that. All right. It might not be smooth, but you're not going to die off you go. Right. So I think a big part of it is, is really helping people to see what is on the other side of that.
0: Right. And you know what you just did? You just made change. You made change palatable. Right. That's what you did. You seasoned it. You took some of the edge off of it and that's, but it's still, you did it on purpose. It was deliberate. You know, everything you just said is all about being deliberate with how you lead somebody. And I feel like that's the type of disruption that you and I are talking about. You know, you know what I mean? It's how it's seasoned, right?
2: (laughs) It has to be be deliberate and it has to be intentional. And it's funny, like some of my private clients that have spent a lot of in-person time with me one-on-one, they're they're kind of blown away. They're like, brilliant! like everything in your life is so intentional. And I'm like, but why would I leave anything to hope and luck and chance? Like, why, why would I not be intentional about everything that I'm creating? And I love helping others step into that mindset as well. And actually realizing that, wow, you know, I am actually in control of my whole life and I can manifest anything that I desire, but you need to be intentional through that process in order to have that happen.
0: And you know, that moves into another big thing with that fixed mindset. So everything we're talking about is growth mindset. We're moving from fixed everything. We're opening the door. We're getting away from narrow focus because that's what most people do is they put a spotlight on a very narrow space, Yeah, which means you can't, you know, it's like taking a big flashlight that only has so much of a radius or circumference, you know what I mean? It covers only a certain area. And so what we try to do is walk only where we see the light. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And we need to be able to understand that the only way we're going to expand, you know, how how wide and bright this light is, mm-hmm. is to spend a little bit of time in discovery, bringing more things into our awareness. Right. So we can make better decisions, you know, and get to yeah. that spot where, and you know what, even if it's a wrong decision, you know, it's still we're building a muscle of confidence,
2: right? I, I mean, I would definitely prefer to go 30 steps in the wrong direction than never take a step to figure out if it was right or wrong. And, you know, I, I think as well, and I, I love what you talk about with the spotlight and, and being okay with being in the darkness and, and being in the unknown for a little bit. And what I see with all successful people that have been around is their ability to be okay with being uncertain. You know, we live in a society where there's, there's, a fair amount of security and certainty. There's a fair amount of, you know, follow the plan and then it's going to get you to X, Y, Z. But sometimes you have to be okay with sitting in the uncertainty and realizing that's not a bad thing and it's actually all right to live your life kind of on the edge of uncertainty a little bit so that you're constantly pushing it. And yes, you might have to make some bigger decisions and yes, you might need to be more onto your mindset and yes, you might need to deal with limits that come up. But knowing that if you play with this uncertainty and push it, Instead of sitting in comfortable security, then the rewards are going to be so much greater at the same time.
0: Right. And that's what we're, that's why you and I are talking about. That's what we're, that's the whole thing is. (laughs) Making things happen, you know, why people aren't making it and why they're, you know, not manifesting what they want. Uh-huh. I, I just, you know, I, I recently there's, uh, there are people and I told someone who has a goal for something and I told them a story about what I used to do. When I was a younger kid, I had, this is hilarious. I had a 1976 Plymouth Duster. That was my first car. <laughs> I spray painted it blue. Did
1: you? <laughs>
0: Yeah, man. And it had a shift on the column. And man, that car, you couldn't have told me it wasn't anything but amazing. Right. right. But when I knew I was looking for a better vehicle one day,
1: mm-hmm.
0: first of all, I took care of the one I had like it was the one I wanted. That was number right. one. You know, and I think a lot of people miss that. They miss that. Hey. Get better. Like what you said, you know, Regan, it seems like you're so intentional. That's right. So if you're at the car, you're driving right now, be intentional about taking care of it like the one you want. Oh my God. It's the same thing with your life. Be intentional about your life now for the one that you want. But I told this person, I said, you know what I would do? I would see a car that I maybe one day wanted. I would go to that car. And this is back in the day when there was either, you know, like, you know, real cameras with film in them. Yeah. And I'd have a camera and I'd say, Hey, do you mind taking a picture of me next to your car? Mm-hmm. And they'd say, why? I say, because I'm gonna have one of these one day. Right. I'm going to have a car like this. Right. And so I would take that picture and I would put it somewhere where I could see it. And I needed to begin to see myself into it. Mm-hmm. I began to, you know, do in the natural what I wanted to happen in the universe to eventually show up into my life. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and I know it's just a car, but guess what? I got every car that I wanted, you know, and I know it's a car. And I've tried to do that with everything. Like I, a buddy of mine bought me a shirt one time and he, you know, I was telling them, you know, and and it's not—it wasn't my goal, but it just—it was a success statement, something that was on it that was something deep and personal between he and I that he knew about. Mm-hmm. How about he found a shirt, bought that shirt, came to my house one night, knocked on my door, I opened the door, and he said, "Here, I just want to make sure you got this," and then he left. I opened it up, looked at the shirt, and it was the exact same statement that I've been talking about. Right. I to this day still have that shirt. That was over twelve, you no, know, uh, ten years ago. I still have the same shirt to the point where all the letters are gone from what it says, (laughs) but I can still see the impression and it is a part of me.
2: Yeah. And look, it's so cool, you know, really acting as if, and, and it's such a huge law of manifestation is simply to, you know, treat what you have as if, as if it is what is already coming in. Right. And, and it's trusting and knowing that it's done and locking in that outcome. But I think it's important to touch on. It's the same when it comes to identity. You know, I always tell people, regardless of what you want to call into your life, you know, material objects, people, greater levels of change, impact, partnerships, businesses, money, whatever, like you can't attract something in if you're not vibing at the same frequency. as it's that simple, right? So ultimately you need to become the version of you that has already received whatever it is that you desire. But you might think, but Regan, how do I do that if I haven't received it? Well you have to believe that you've received it first and you have to become that version of you. So it's kind of the same thing. And and it, it may sound really weird, but you know, people need to literally go, well what is it? And then what what would I be doing if I already had that, you know, what would I be thinking? What would I believe about life? What would I tolerate in my life? What would I not tolerate in my life? You know, what kind of things would I say? What kind of people would I be around? What would I do? How would I spend my time and my money? Like all of this is critical, but you have to actually be it first. And I I talk about this a lot in terms of creating your first million dollars. People are like, I can't wait to be a millionaire after I've created my first million dollars. And I'm like, what do you mean? I was like, you have to become the millionaire first. And then the money will show up just as a default. Right. And it's the same with anything in your life. Like you have to be it first before it shows.
0: I totally agree. I believe that the universe responds to what we do and it's attracted to us. We don't need to pursue things, things will pursue us. Right. But if we're not attracting it, it's not going to work. It's like like Mm -hmm. is drawn to like. So if you're a negative person, guess what? You're going to attract all kinds of negative people. Right. You know, that's why people, I don't understand why people come. They'll say, I don't get it. They just come and they want to tell me everything that's going wrong with everybody else and blah, blah, blah. And I'll say, so you're like a five-star restaurant letting a dump truck back up and dump that on your front stoop. Right. That's what are you doing? Exactly. And the only reason they're doing it is because you give permission. You're giving permission to the things that you say you don't want, but yet it's what you're surrounded by. And it's what you're, that's your environment. That's where you're living.
2: Right, exactly. And like I have clients, for example, and, and, you know, they're human. It happens to everyone, but they might be like, you know, Regan, I've got this big goal and I'm taking action, but I feel a lot of like fear and anxiety and self-doubt around it right now. You know, what do I do? What do I do? How do I stop it? And I simply say, well, uh, you know what? The version of you that had already achieved this big goal that you're working towards, would they tolerate that kind of mindset in their life? And they're like, no. And I'm like, so don't tolerate it, right? It's a choice. And you really have to choose, you know, what do you tolerate in your life? Also, what do you not tolerate in your life? And what is the higher version of you, the version of you that's calling in and manifesting everything at a higher level? What do they tolerate and not tolerate? Because if you're tolerating stuff that that version of you wouldn't tolerate, then you're not going to get there.
0: Yeah, that is that is so powerful and it is so true. I like to get people to um, uh, write out like literally a termination of agreement and a termination of contract.
2: That's cool. Yeah.
0: You know, it's a termination. I terminate the agreement mm. that I have with, I cancel this agreement. So no different than if you had a client that right. sent a termination letter, it's the same thing, That's so cool. you know, I love that. or writ of divorcement. Hey, I divorce <laughs> myself from this Yeah. and it's through irreconcilable differences that I am leaving, <laughs> you know, just, <laughs>
2: And you are not allowed it, back ever.
0: <laughs> that's right. And so that's right. And so you have been dismissed. Locks are changed. Take your stuff and you can go. <laughs> you know what I mean? You, <laughs> you don't live here anymore. <laughs>
2: right. That's so cool. <laughs>
0: yeah. So um, let me ask you, um, this is cool. I want to jump on this too, like throw this around. How much, you know, and I want us to dialogue over this. Like, what's the difference for you between willpower and discipline. Can you do it alone with willpower? Do you think you can just make it with willpower?
2: Hmm. Willpower and discipline. I I think you need both. I think it's a combination of the two. Um, you know, willpower for me comes back to alignment, right? Because, I find that regardless of how much hard work you need to put into something, if it's in alignment with your truth and if you're being completely honest and real around what you're desiring to call into your life, then you don't actually need much willpower, right? Because, you might be doing a lot of hard work. You might be like staying up all day and all night, but you don't necessarily need to will yourself to do it because it's an alignment. So it actually feels good. So I think there's a little bit of willpower involved. And then it's kind of the same with discipline, to be honest. Like people might say, man, you know, I'm really struggling with discipline. Like I'm trying to create this business right now, but I'm just not motivated and I'm not disciplined and I just keep not doing it. And I'm like, Well, do you really want to do it? Like, really? Do you really want to do it? So I think I think they kind of go hand in hand, but I don't think that either of them are extremely like huge factors if you're actually living in alignment, because the alignment is enough to give you enough willpower and discipline to create whatever you want.
0: I love I love that. That is great. And I like the alignment because that's just once again, it's I feel like it you would spend less time spinning your wheels. Right. If if you really understood what alignment was,
2: right? Absolutely. And this is what I say to people. I'm like, you know what? There's so many people working hard out there right now. And they're like, they're so busy being busy. Like they're they're like, I'm working so hard. Like I stayed up and I hustled all night and I did this and that. And I'm like, really? Like (laughs) to be fair, you know, if you're in alignment, again, everything you're doing is intentional, And everything you're doing is in alignment with the higher thing you're looking to call in. So everything you do then gets a result rather than just being busy for the sake of being busy, right?
0: Right, right. Wouldn't it be cool if people just, you know, with the alignment, I mean, it's just established a practice, you know, once again, why are people not making it? Why are they not manifesting what they want? Well, alignment is a big key you need to sit down and write you know what are you aligned with i mean look at it from people to the things that you're doing your activities to the way you're thinking all of it because you're you know here's the thing the past can tell you a little bit right Mm. there's so many people that are stuck because they only look at the past right so they live in their current and they miss the present right then you get people that only stay in the present And they try to ignore the past and they're scared of the future. Mm -hmm. Then you get people that are present in the future in their current condition and where they are, but they are looking at the future and then they say, How do I get there? Mm -hmm. And that's where alignment can be the strongest. A little bit of your past, you understand a little bit of those things. But in my opinion, I mean it's once you separate yourselves from self from the things that have held you back from the past, Mm -hmm. you have such a a better trajectory better aim uh you have more stamina and more strength to to aim and shoot for what it is you're going for right. and you you're able to create a better you know a you know i don't even know what sounds this is not even eloquent a more straighter line right. you know, to yeah. to where you want to go you know
2: Oh, absolutely. And, and I get asked it a lot. People say, you know, Regan, but how do I know if what I'm doing is an alignment? You know, how do I know if this business is an alignment or this product that I'm launching or, you know, this holiday that I'm going to take? Like, how do I know? And alignment's very simple. Like, I feel like it's a word that's kind of tossed around in the industry these days, but.
0: Right. And not understood. <laughs> right.
2: And not understood properly because it's actually so simple. And I simply ask them, I'm like, well, what are you aligning to? And if they can't answer that question, then of course they're not going to know whether they're in alignment. So I always get people to really lock in their big vision and I ask them, you know, what do you want to create with your life? If you could remove any sense of how do I do it or am I good enough for that? Or what, what are people going to think? Or, you know, all of that, if you were just to park that for a second and simply ask yourself, what is my big vision as far as my mind can see if I was to create a huge legacy and live a fulfilled life and then die and leave all of that behind, what does that look like? Right? And if they're not clear on that, then things come up in their life and they're like, should I do this or should I do that? And I'm like, well, of course, you're not going to know whether it's in alignment unless you have something to align to. So on the flip side, if they have their big vision and two opportunities come up and they're like, do I go left or right? It's a very simple decision of asking themselves, well, which one is in alignment with my vision? And then if you're still not sure, it's as easy as actually going within and just simply going, well, which one feels good? Which one is going to get me to my vision? Which one feels right right now? and really trusting yourself that your gut instinct on it is right, right? And I feel like too many too many people look for external validation and they, they ask people that you know aren't, aren't aligning to the same vision as them, oh, what should I do? And then they take advice from these people that don't know anything about alignment versus they actually have all the answers within them but they just need to trust and, and tap into that feeling first.
0: Right, that's kind of like a villain to your making decisions because it is a confirmation bias. You're you're biased toward getting the outsourcing your thinking and getting people to agree with you mm-hmm. instead of you understanding it for yourself and right. that's like a villain to your success. I mean, that yeah. is an adversary, right. you know?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: It puts you in an adversarial spot and you know, you don't even know what you're fighting against, but you're actually creating the resistance You know, you know, it's like you're, you got resistance, you have resistance when you're trying to believe and change and move forward. And then you have resistance because of the fact that people you're not aligned properly and you're listening to all the other voices instead of taking what's on the inside of you mm. and bringing that up to a level where it only will attract those who can see where you're trying to go, not trying to tell you based on what they think you should do.
2: That's exactly right. And, and this is like, you know, when I work with people, I say, I'm not going to teach you anything. I'm not going to tell you anything. You know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to make any decisions for you. I'm simply going to help you tap into what's within you because you actually have got this and you know it all and everything is within you right now. And if you have the ability to really tap in and trust the right stuff, you'll, you'll notice that you get more and more in tune with yourself and, and, you know, I call it the nudges. Like you get the pulls and the pulls and the nudges, the pushes and the pulls and the nudges rather from the universe. And if you have, if you have the ability to be guided by that stuff and listen to that stuff and be okay with saying yes to that stuff, even if it doesn't make logical sense, even if logically, it's like this is a crazy freaking decision right now. If you actually trust that stuff, then chances are you're being pulled even further and further into alignment, even though you can't see it.
0: You know, typically everything that I felt was a grand slam. You know, yeah, happened when I when happened when it was really illogical. Right. <laughs> I mean, right. the things you know, and I'm sitting there and I'm going, that was completely illogical, uh-huh. but it worked. You know, and once again, I think it was because, you know, I found myself anchored in some sort of fixed way of thinking.
2: Right. You know? Exactly.
0: And I had my little flashlight out in my little spot and that's, you know, whatever light, whatever light, you know, uncovered that little space. Mm-hmm. I felt like that's all it was, you know. Um, right. Have you ever experienced that yourself?
2: Uh, like a thousand times. And even just recently, you know, um, so I've just got back from Mexico and I was at an amazing event there. Now it did not make logical sense for me to be at that event. Like it really, if I was making making logical decisions, I probably shouldn't have said yes. But long story short, I I ended up meeting the co-founder of the company that was running the event, he was like, you've got to come to Mexico. And I was just like, okay, all right, I'll come. I felt the nudge. I felt the pull and I listened to it. Now, straight after I booked the ticket and locked in the dates and was like, guys, I'm going to Mexico for a week. I got then asked to speak in London, right? Now, this was a great opportunity. There was great visibility. I would have made great money. I would have helped people. It would have ticked all of my normal yes boxes in business. And they were like, (laughs) Speak in London. I was like, I can't, I'm going to Mexico. And they're like, why? And I'm like, I don't know. I just, I need to go to Mexico. And they're like, freaking, we need you in London. And I'm like, I'm going to Mexico. (laughs) right? (laughs) (laughs) And it's so funny. And even like going to that event, I was like, I don't really know why I'm here. Like, I don't really have a reason for being here. What am I doing? Like, man, I should have gone to London, but I went to Mexico and sure enough, It was freaking life changing and it's exactly what my soul needed at that time. And I met the most incredible people and there have been business partnerships that have come out of it. Like it was just one of the most insane things that I ever did in my life. Right now. So many other people wouldn't have been able to trust that. They wouldn't have been able to listen to that nudge. They would have gone, Oh, I better make the logical, right. Business decision right now and go and speak. Right. And so, yeah, look, it's happened to me tenfold. And, you know, I'm still a student. I'm still learning to listen. I'm still I'm still diving deep into what pulls me and and listening to that stuff. But I'm learning that the more and more I do that, the more the the greater the rewards are on the other side.
0: But isn't that great that, you know, because so many people and and you know how it is because we sit there and I think people wonder, I mean, we don't think we have all the answers. I think what we're trying to do is say, I mean, we share what we discover mm-hmm. and we're trying to, you know, share that discovery with the world. We're we're like we're willing to, you know, it's like the people that climb these freakishly high mountains and <laughs> they risk life and limb to right. say, Hey, let me tell you what's up there. Right. You know, and 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 that's what's the power of it and You know, and so even for those listening, it's, you know, as we're talking about why people don't make it and why they don't see the manifestation, you know, that they want, it's, Mm -hmm. we don't think we have the answers. We think we're uncovering some great stuff and we mess up a lot, but you know, what's great. I love this. And this is one of the, I feel one of the reasons why I connect and I think really vibe with, you know, the way that you think and the way that you work is. That doesn't cripple us. We don't allow the thing that goes wrong to define us. Mm-hmm. And you know, we we're we're allowing that to, you know, become a part of what our journey is. Right. However, we are comfortably uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So we're we are we are comfortable, we're comfortable in being uncomfortable saying yeah. there's more, there's another thing. It, it's it for us to sit there, I believe, in And I think I sent you, I I might have sent you a little message there with that, you know, having a growth mindset doesn't force you to pursue something, you know. Mm. It just tells you that you can develop your skills. It's still up to you whether you want to or not
2: right absolutely and and for me actually if i feel super comfortable in my life that now scares me <laughs> cuz <'Cause> that <Yeah. laughs> that makes me go oh my god i am not growing like that that's not a good thing right so i actually if i start feeling like everything's kind of really really comfortable. I start actually looking for ways to push myself and deliberately make myself uncomfortable. Now that might be, you know, investing in something and committing to something before I'm super ready to do that. I'll commit to it. Or it might be, um, you know, going to an event where I kind of feel a little bit uncomfortable, but I do it anyway. So I actually look for things intentionally that make me feel uncomfortable. Right. And most people will be like, you're crazy. But at the same time, again, it's the greatest things that come out of that. When I actually step up and do that, you know,
0: Right. It's like take just, just take a chance right I right. mean take a chance, and sometimes that's what you need to do you know it's uh you ever watch you know kids especially when they're trying to play sports, and I know uh, probably New Zealand uh you're probably uh rugby, rugby. right some oh, some f- football or soccer, right what else rugby. what else is a big s- just rugby? Rugby. Okay. I mean, you, you gotta, it's a confusing game when people don't ever experience it, but then they get out there and they start seeing the beauty and the art of the sport yeah. and how incredible it is and the intent, you know, how intense it is, mm. the physicality of it, mm-hmm. the mental toughness of it, you know, and then you start seeing the finesse of the game. You start seeing, you know what I mean? Like all the stuff that goes into it, but when they first started, they were horrible. Right. <laughs> you know, it was,
2: yeah.
0: But someone had to step out there and go, all right, let me try this. You know, let me go ahead and take a chance on this. And sometimes you need to throw yourself into a game you're unfamiliar with.
2: For sure. Absolutely. Entirely. You know? Yeah.
0: So let me, let me, let's go ahead and turn this because, you know, we know why people aren't making, we've been talking about that and why they're not manifesting Mm -hmm. things, right? So, hey, how do we get people on the path? What are we going to do? How can we help encourage people? To getting on the path to making it, to seeing the manifestation of the things that they want.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And I get asked it a lot, like Regan, how do I how do I manifest more? How do I manifest faster? Or how do I manifest the things that I deeply desire? And you know, I, I think the big thing firstly is exactly like we talked about earlier and locking in that that vision and like, here's the thing. You have to be honest with yourself when you're doing this, because if you go to manifest something that's not entirely true to you, then it's not actually going to show up. You know, I get this a lot with clients with money. They're like, I want to manifest like, I don't know, a hundred million dollars. Right. And they're but not their money stuff isn't even increasing. And so we look at it and I'm like, do you really actually want hundred million dollars? And then we get to the honest truth and it's like, okay, actually 1 million would be great. And actually the honest truth is just replacing my income right now would be great. Right. And so we, we get them to the place where it's like, Oh, that's what you actually want. I think we're very good at, at tricking ourselves into into actually pretending we want something, which is actually a form of self-sabotage, which then limits us. And if we're not being truthful, then that thing won't manifest, right? So the first thing is really locking in that higher vision. And then I ask people, I simply say, well, who would you need to become if you already knew that was a done deal? What would that version of yourself be like? What is that identity? What is that higher level version of you? How do they walk, talk, think, act, believe, right? How do you condition your mindset to automatically become that person that vibrates at that frequency so that your big picture vision shows up by default, right? It's not, it's no longer, it's no longer a goal. It's no longer a, oh, I would love for that to happen. You're operating every single day from the space of this is done. This is a done deal. You know, it's happening. Now it's just time and space catching up, right? So we've got the vision, we've got the identity of who you step into. And then I think the third thing is really going, okay, considering I know it's done, what would I be doing right now in order to have all of this manifest faster? Right, what would I actually be doing? Well, I'd be doing this and I'd be doing that, and I'd call this person and I'd go to this event and I'd do this and I'd invest in this, right? And so that's where you actually start going, wow, okay, here's what I can be doing in the physical reality while still releasing the process and trusting that it is going to show up. Here's the actions that I can be taking right now.
0: Mm, That is great. And let me add to that supplementally, which would be great. So I love that, you know, the vision. I think that's great identity. And then that action, you know, really scanning and surveying what's out there. Yeah. And so let me just add some little practical things like widen your options, like really have a willingness to widen your options, get away from narrow focus Um, as well as allow yourself to reality test your assumptions because a lot of times I tell people assumption is the mother of all disappointment. Right. <laughs> you know, yeah. so just be careful. So in other words, get outside of your own headspace. you know, because we can get ourselves stuck in there. And then another one I just want to throw in there is, um, or two more, get some distance, you know, from your, from what it is that you're doing. In other words, create a little bit of distance, mm. get out of your head, create a little bit of space so you can really, you know, survey what's going on. Like um, Albert Einstein used to say when he solved the problem, like, how do you do it? And he says, well, what I do is I lift myself above the problem. I, I look down on it instead of trying to stand in the middle of it. <laughs> I love that. You know? Yeah. And then the other thing is that I think will help to, to you know, is prepare to be wrong, but know that it's not the end. Right. If we could add those things in there in that mix, I mean, I think yours are the the definite overarching guiding guideposts, Mm -hmm. that vision, identity, and action. And I just wanted to throw those in there as a, you know, as a, you know, a compliment to those for things for people to think about. And I I believe they'll get it. What do you think? People will get it. They will, they can make it and they can see it manifest in their life. Get the physical equivalent of what it is that they are dreaming about
2: this, this stuff is actually very simple. It's just literally conditioning your mindset to, to think like this. And, um, I love the the last point about what you said of of being okay with being wrong. You know, if you're trying to manifest from a space of ego, then you're going to hold yourself up because if you are someone that needs to be right the whole time, then you're not, you're not going to get there. I mean, you might get there eventually, but you're definitely not going to get there quickly because there's something powerful with manifestation around You know, taking the action and creating everything and and having things show up and and being being okay going, oh, actually, that's not fully in alignment right now and being okay to readjust. So if you've got a whole lot of ego in there going, well, I have to be right and everyone's watching, so I better stick with this thing and make it work, then you might pull yourself way out of alignment. So it really is being okay with actually not being perfect the whole time.
0: So just imagine you have a seed in your hand and you can squeeze it all day long Mm -hmm. and nothing's going to happen. You got to take that thing out into the outside, dig a hole, put it in the ground and let the earth work, you know, and that's what we want people to do. We want them out there and just imagine the things that could happen.
2: Right. Absolutely. And I think, I think there's power in just taking a breath. (laughs) There's really power in, in giving yourself and your mindset space and, you know, in whatever way that looks like for you, that, that might be journaling, that might be meditation, that might be just taking a breather for 20 minutes in the morning. You know, I, I definitely find that the more space I give myself um, in between everything throughout the day, the more I can manifest and the faster I manifest as well.
0: That is so true. And once again, that is just you're living into the day that you want to create, but also you're setting yourself up for the day you want to live in t- into tomorrow. Yes. You've been listening to Uphill Conversations uh, with Tim and...
2: Freaking Hillier.
0: That's right. And we are so happy that you could join us. So always remember you can be more, do more, and have more, and really get that mindset and that alignment going. And once again, we will see you on the Hill. You've been listening to Uphill Conversations. If you'd like to hear more, subscribe to the show at
1: UphillConversations.co. See you on the Hill.